That's right, you guys. It's morning coffee. 1013. Hey, we had technical difficulties. But turn that thing down and get ready for school because you know it's time. It's time for that special time. Morning coffee. That's right, y'all. Take a minute to take a deep breath. It's Monday. Got to get acclimated. Got to get our feet on the floor. After a depressing weekend. <laughs> we must be vitalized. And I'm here to help. Come on. Yeah. Yes, sir. It's been a long weekend, Dick. Nah, I'm not, but I'm not depressed about it. I, I'm only, not either. Only people in the South are. I'm not depressed. <laughs> and I want to give say that thanks to my wonderful dispensary. And the wonderful, wonderful effects of modern day cultivated cannabinoids. <laughs> yeah, y'all. We got a lot to talk about. A li- we're gonna talk about the weekend, some, but then I'm gonna try to distract you because I think you need distraction. Raise your hand if you think you need distraction. Come on, yeah, it's the stretch zone. We're supposed to do our chin ups and our push ups and our flex, all that. Yeah, I'm telling you. I'm hitting buttons with elbows. (laughs) Come on. Stretch. For those of you, I guess for a bunch of you, that just equal exercise. (laughs) (laughs) Sad but true. Sad but true, everybody. Welcome, welcome, welcome. I'm still switching shit up around here. I don't know. You know, it's one of those things. It's Monday, February 6th. And if you're listening to this, you probably are already late for work. But thank you, thank you. I want to thank everybody for tuning in. Hello, Blog Talk. I want to thank Mac McAllister for that pre-show. Wonderful, wonderful pre-show. Thank you, Mac, for those words of encouragement. Didn't realize we had been doing it. But, you know, we have been doing it for some time. Uh, I recently had to reflect on that because Victor reminded me. <laughs> Victor reminded me. He told me, he said that we would be, it's, it's soon to be 10 years. Yes, sir. 
That's right, a decade. Ten a years, Dick, really? Yeah, yeah, man, when you think about it, you, yeah, just look at it this way. You don't count. You know what we count from when we say we started the 24-7 broadcast. We start when we say we go weekly. But if you sit back and say operational streaming and video, then you have to go back a little bit before then, man. So, you know. Well, I like it. Ten years, because a lot of you all don't realize uh, the extent to which we've been doing this for the length of time that we've been doing this. So, ten years live broadcasting. Yeah, I guess so, because my experiments with internet television started in essentially 05. Yeah, that's true. I think I think I remember telling yeah. Gary Taylor I was about to go do internet television. That's right. And that was 05. So, we have been doing it a long time, and so thank you. Uh, thank you for the people... Just, just to know, and uh, our stats, our stats. I'll even say those big now that you bring it up. Let me bring it up right here. Our stats are actually great. That's why we do this. We thank you for watching. We have over eleven million viewer minutes at livestream.com, yeah. our broadcast platform. We have over two point seven eight views. 2.78 million views at the local zone. 1.37 million views at Back Stereo YouTube. 428,000 views at the Morning Coffee. And 479,000 at Hot Picks. Yep. So uh, we can, we thank you all for the numbers. Thank you. <laughs> thanks, Vic. Thanks to Vic for reminding me. <laughs> By the way, Vic, at the website, I know, I know. We want you guys to go over to the packstereo.tv and join. Join, because you can promote yourself. We're encouraging all that. But go over to packstereo.tv. We already have over 1,500 members there. So people are coming over there to Facebook. And so that's been cool. Hey, back from the weekend. It's been a crazy weekend. It's been a crazy weekend because of the president and also because of the Super Bowl. For some of us, it's a double whammy. Hey, I put it like this, and that's the way I say it. Uh, we may have lost the Super Bowl, but we we got to stay on the travel ban. <laughs> 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 yeah. Yeah. We may have lost the Super Bowl, stay on the travel ban. Oh, yeah. mm-hmm. There you go. Uh, that's the way it is. Yeah, man, you can't, you know, hey, look, can't have everything, man. Some things you have to share with others. And maybe sooner or later they'll keep debating on whether they're using the word. No, it's not a band. It is a band. It's not a band. It's a band. I think now everybody is happy. It's a, it's a band. We have the right word. Now, I'm not talking about what they're doing. I'm just saying a band. wonder if there were bands and they just the media never caught it and never told the public. Would that be a difference if you learned that later and said, oh, so this has been done before. This wasn't publicized. Hmm. Would that well, be different? Yeah, well, we're living and learning as we go. Uh, it's been that. So today in today's news, we're going to actually do that. We're going to have, we're going to have the regular, what I call now the Trump update. And besides that, we'll have some good marijuana news hmm. for you. Uh, also, I got some other features that I put in there as distractions because I thought, you know, on day okay, they've been rehashing the news. Over and over again. Right. So I'm only going to hit that for a minute because you guys, to me, I'm tired of it. 
I'm kind of tired of it. I'm kind of OD'd on it. But, you know, we, we'll we we'll give an update. <laughs> we'll give an update, and then we'll talk about some other things. What what you got, Vic? Mm, well, you know, I, I got to bring it the same old way. I have to talk about it's the day after. Of course, it's the Super Bowl. Um, far as people are not being shocked by outcome, but more shocked by what they say, the lack of discipline. <laughs> you know, when you got discipline, you consistent. And maybe somewhere along the way, there was three quarters of discipline. And then there was called the fourth quarter of failure. We'll, we'll deal with that on the Super Bowl. The only thing we're going to talk about is the Super Bowl. And, and you know, you got to sit there and say, did you like that moment when the mic got dropped? Or did you like it better when the football got caught? Or who threw the football at Lady G? Or was it one of those machines that said, look, get it right, man, because if she drops the ball, she's jumping anyway. <laughs> so we'll talk about that. There was some amazing <laughs> special effects. I yes. was I was still wondering what was real and what was, you know, part of the broadcast. The roof. You know, everything. The thing, when that, yeah. And they had to, well, we know they had to open the roof to do stuff. That's right. They had the fireworks. But wow, what a, what a spectacular. And on their hot picks, this is an easy one. The most memorable ladies' Super Bowl halftimes, the ones we remember, not what the public and the media says, you'll be able to say, was that memorable or was it not? It's that simple. Just the ladies now. And that's about it, man, from us hot in sports. Well, you know, settle in. Whatever you're having this morning, you know, we say, whatever you're eating, that bran muffin, that yogurt, that fresh fruit, those scrambled eggs. Uh, if you're having some of that uh, illegal, cu- well, now increasingly legal Cuban cigars, yep. badass Cali, yep. I myself am smoking a wonderful sativa that is called Papa Smurf. <laughs> That's the name. I'm smoking that this morning. A wonderful sativa, Papa Smurf. Thank you to the folks at, this, at my dispensary. Hey, we'll be right back. Every week we get, well, we've been off. For a variety of reasons, but here's the latest of our slideshow animations. We'll be right back. It's too young to be on that bridge. It's too young to be still. Somewhere there is someone listening, someone. 
Love that song, you guys. I love that song. Yeah. Love Shadow. Too young. Want to apologize to the Facebook folks. Having a bunch of issues uh, today with that Facebook feed, but we will be reinitializing it as soon as we can. Uh, looks like we have it up there now. Yeah. We'll see. Sometimes the stuff doesn't want to act right. <laughs> uh, are you ready? Let me check my visual aids. You know, sometimes they're not ready. Are you ready? Okay, oh, Vic, well, okay. Let me just initiate, reinitiate. Hey, you guys, for those of you who know, who don't know, we have uh, really a su- superb opportunity to do the kind of Facebook interaction that we do. Uh, but because we are beta tester, in a sense, we're the ones who work out all the issues, or help too, mm-hmm. by reporting on the problems. They go on. All of this stuff is brand new, even the way that we are broadcasting with Facebook. It's all brand new. So it causes us to do a little bit more stuff. I, we, Vic and I discussed it. We decided we would do those things that were necessary to try to make sure that that Facebook connection right. happens. So it causes me to have some things. I just decided to talk, let you know about it and be part of it. I think we're ready for some news now. Yeah. Get the Facebook people back. Hello there, Blog Talk. Hey, ladies and gentlemen, the time. It's time for the good news, the bad news, and the other shit. Yeah. All right, I thought I'd give you some, some inspiring chanting to get you ready for the week because we recognize we recognize here at Pack Stereo that for many of us that has been a difficult weekend. For other of us, others of us, it's probably been a you know a great weekend. Mm. But for many of us, it is a you know. So what can I say? Here I have a picture as part of my display of people in the streets. But it seems like people in the street every week. <laughs> so <laughs> there's been continuous demonstrations since the president has taken office. You know, I'm I'm amazed. In my lifetime, I've never seen anything like this. Uncharted territory. Uh, mostly amazed, too, by the fact that many of the activities of the president Specifically, is going to really impact the econ- the economic community. I really, I'm, I'm not an economist, even though I always think they don't know or won't say because they can't seem to ever predict or know. True, they just had the biggest meltdown in our history, and no one seems to see it coming. Right, or so they say. But uh, the the Coke, the Coke brothers, yeah, had a meeting of billionaires or something. Mm-hmm. To talk about what they should do about him. Okay, now. So, when the old... See, I'm a leftist. Part of why this these times are so confusing is that you can mostly need to choose when to stay out of the way. The president is getting ready to fight more, as he did in the primary, you know, in the campaign, with his own people. Over two main things, and they're biggies. But they're huge. They're huge. They're the money and it's Russia. Do you know that NAFTA, GATT, all those trade agreements were carefully constructed 
and put in place to benefit the establishment. I'm only smiling. Messing with the money, right? Because the president is fucking with the money. (laughs) See, that's what I'm saying, man. You know what they say? You know what they say? Okay. Okay. And see, it won't be the people on the left that take that do anything against the president. My point being, the president has to beware from the people of the right. He's messing with the money. I think of John F. Kennedy. The comparisons are there. Mm-hmm. Okay? Oh, yeah. So I don't just want to make sure that we on the left right now, most of us, we're protesting specific issues. But the president's going to have fights with other people, too. Those are the actually the biggest fights. The money and Russia. So that's dangerous to him, even though other people, I don't like to think about any kind of disastrous. We don't, the United States of America in 2016 doesn't need a violent revolutionary change. It may need a very vigorous evolutionary change but even as a child of the 60s and the civil rights and all those days today it doesn't really need a violent change if there's a violent change in the United States it's coming from the right it's coming from the right so it doesn't need a violent change but in terms of the protests I think you have to do things to shake up I'm not inciting people to violence, but I'm saying I'm inciting people to protest. I think what's amazing is that the game has changed. And I'm going to speak as a person struggling, Dick, mm-hmm. struggling with the fact that the game has changed. Absolutely. So as an old leftist from the 60s, I have to change my game. Mm-hmm. I have to be more inclusive. Mm-hmm. Okay. Cannot, for we- black people in the movement, you need to include and be multi culture as we have been but we have to be more more rainbow coalition more building coalition because that is the way of this day this is the day of the coalition building most impressed by the protests led by the women now wonderful to see white women step up as they've been the group that's been criticized for their lack of political activity whether you believe that or not, I certainly want to commend them for stepping up and doing the marches that they did mm-hmm. and the ways that they did. Because maybe they are teaching us something. Now, on the other hand, they are white women. They were the ones who get to walk in and out of jail, okay? They, at least that's why we, they've been challenged. The only person I ever I know who can walk in jail and walk out is a white woman, right? Lindsay Lohan. Pretty white women get everything. But at least white women in general are becoming more active. Way more active. Historically active. Wonderfully active. And so I want to applaud the activities. Because again, coalition building, right? Can we build some coalitions now over what we want to do? Mm-hmm. But let's not let's not let's recognize what's happening. It makes a difference to cultures, the genders. All of those who get involved don't think it does it. So I have to call it like it is. Mm. We saw white women take protesting to another level. Give them a, give them a hand. Give yeah. them a hand for that. 
Yeah. Because they did it in a way that was more inclusive. Yep. Not violent. And, you, and even though I'm a child of the 60s and I got, all, ah, I got all that in me, I'm trying hard to admire the efforts, too, that people do differently today. It's a, I'm, I'm trying to learn from it. Right. So let's give let's give white women today. Let's give a hand. White women. Why can you say it like that so they can have a feel good moment? I think you deserve a, if you're a white woman and you're a part of that, because of your influence, you deserve a feel good moment. Take one. Show sure you. Definitely, man. I'm saying that. So <laughs> the president's ban was stayed by a judge who he then went on to insult. We're not going to read it. All this is ongoing and crazy. It's all in the face. Uh, and that's a Republican judge appointed by Bush. Mm-hmm. Okay, so in the, in the civil rights movements, the courts were very important. It'll be very important in this movement also. Mm-hmm. Even though I must admit, I'm going to be one of the I'm a little afraid of the president. Hey, we now we can argue with the North Koreans about who has the craziest leader. Yeah, or 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 or, <laughs> or the Philippines. Or, yeah, we yeah yeah oh yeah we got Trump <laughs> Duterte. Yes, you know I can't even say his Kim whatever. Kim, just Kim. Yeah, Kim. just call him Kim. Yeah, well, I get yeah. mixed up with the you know I've been too old. Yeah, mixed up with the yeah, Jong. Yeah, you know, yeah, whatever trench coat wearing Kim. So we have we have that now in the United States. We could debate. Who has the craziest leader? Yeah. Yeah. Makes it uh, interesting to think about, you know, they say you go through the campaign period and uh, say, okay, it's all about inclusiveness. People of color. And then you say, yeah, you know, they're going to scream. They're going to holler. They just don't get it. And then that old group, the traditional ones, the Republicans, oh, totally. the right, are sitting there. A few of them going like this. Watch him. <laughs> they go like this. Watch him. But, Mari, the part that I always say, once you say you're following the money, then everything kind of bleeds in together. You know, it's, it's usually the haves and the have-nots and the most powerful and the, the ultimate oh, warriors yeah. in power. So I'm watching them, and I'm going, it's, it's, I, the, the part that they're taking this stance on, reject the media. Do not fold to them. Do not let them question, pose the questions in the Hitler. way in the way that you're supposed to yeah, answer. Them. They are rejecting the media. I'm telling you, it sounds Trad- like traditionally. I'm gonna go pull up some Hitler and, and, Hitler speeches and, and and the and the left or they're focused on the corrective language of communication. How important is that in the overall things? Is that the ultimate bridge? For people to rally up, get a better understanding. The ultimate understanding of what's happening is to have a common language. Is that what the left or the media is doing to say, look, we yeah, have to do I that? Yeah, because I, I hate when the media is called the left. I call that the myth of the leftist media. Because right. as a black man, the media has never been left to us. That's right. The media is left to conservative white people. Well, we're talking about that's, majority now. Right. Well, that's who the media is yeah, left to. The media is. is left. Right. Let's be real clear. The media is left of conservative white people. They're not left to anybody of color. Because everybody of color, they give the same old racial lines. Mm-hmm. Have been. Fox News is the most racist news. I watch news, Fox News regularly. 
to see where racist, bigoted white America's views are and what's promoted to them. That's mm-hmm. exactly who they are. And they're known. A lot of and, people and they, know. And, they, they and know. They, their own leadership cited that for that. That's right. And wanted them to move a little bit left. But yeah. Fox yeah. is the most big, openly bigoted, hateful. Right. They, they, they come off like they hate people of color. Yeah. So they're the good old shit. The, the only one thing I will tell everybody is that looking at the statistics, that those groups of Americans are about 40-some percent of Americans. Yeah. People say, my God, that's scary. I say no, because when I was like 13, 14, that was like 80%, mm-hmm. 90% of Americans, believe it or not. So those of you white right now who wonder what it was like in 1969, think of Trump's people and imagine all of America like that. All yeah. of America. Yeah, the majority. At, at 90%. When I was like in junior high, when I was like growing up, coming up, the whole world was Donald Trump. All of white America, that's what you need to understand. So I'm one of those people, I'm celebrating that it's down to 45%. This is the best it's ever been. Mm-hmm. And it ain't going back. The tide has turned, finally. The tide has turned. There's no going back. You just have to struggle with the movement forward. But it will move forward. Women's movements, gay movements, yeah. movements of everybody of cultures, different cultures of blacks. All of our movements, they all will move forward because the tide has turned. They're 45%, and in 10 years, they're going to be 35%, and in 20 years, they're going to be 25%. So you can, their days are numbered, and they know it, and that's why they are resisting. So the news is that the struggle continues. Yeah, and you think about it, too. You know, you compare this. You know, they say compare the movement and what they're saying compared to Brit exit or, you know, that the whole thing with the changing of the guard. I may have gotten the wrong name wrong. Yeah, the British. And they're yeah. fighting it. Yeah. They're, once and, again, and, there's their own movement with their people voted for something. Right. And the and people now, who run the government don't want to do it. Right. So and all of a sudden. they feed it every kind of way. And what's happening is that's why I kept they're calling. About to show you who's the, running this I bitch. said the two-step. Is the part some people go? I'm coming up here to disrupt those who are in power who are still taking more abuse. You're taking more abuse from them while they're smiling. That's what they're usually thinking. We're coming in here to bring you back to America. Well, if you go backwards to America, you'll find that there's an evolution of things happening when people take a stand and they also want to represent a cause is to say, hey, look, this is. This is what represents America. So just it prompted me to, to sit back and go and read more history and, and learn that during this period of time, our marches from all different sides tend to be really more peaceful and organized. And when I say that, I'm not going to put into any particular story, but I can tell you that I can go back maybe 50, 60, 70, 80 years. How things are being conducted now, Mario, are more organized maybe because the women are involved more so and it's more peaceful and there are different types of protests not just one dimensional whether it's a north dakota pipeline whether it's black lives matter whether it's about corporate wall street whether it's about nafta what who cares it seems like they're all organized if you go back and look historically you're going to find that there has been a lot of what they call violent breakouts and riots for things that are 
less than what you would ever assume. If you ever want to read about one that I fell across, which you'll see me covering later, or probably on a different show, I said, go read How a Boxer back about 115 years ago. When he won, what did people do and the consequences of his You told me this. Tell me, go on and tell me, because this this perspective is everything. Most people will always think that the riots are are a condition of, say, people of color, minorities, or urban, you know, as it relates to how people understand that today. So I went back to say, let me go do uh, what I call a monthly tribute to what I call the celebration of achievements in Black History Month. And I call it 28 days of February. So every day I'm going to post something historical. Positive, uplifting, but as accurate as could possibly be. I end up going to Jack Johnson, the boxer, the first heavyweight black boxer, period. And of course, you know the stories that relates to beget some stories in films that dealt with the great white hope. And you've seen that translated over and over again. And yes, this boxer, Jack Johnson, was had a lavish lifestyle. Also married a Caucasian woman, which got involved in some things that they looked at as being illegal. The most important thing that I saw here was they wanted him to lose so bad. He won. He beat, um, I think it's Jim Jeffries, I believe he came out of retirement. retirement to fight to see if he could be the great white hope. What got me was not exactly that he won. It's the idea when, when he lost nationwide riots by Caucasians sprouted up all in a lot of major cities. They actually proceeded to lynch black folks about 20 to 25 somewhere in there people were killed and the whole rioting was a product of those who are not people of color now blacks celebrated they had parades it was their victory of having something that they can look at and say hey here's a man who's achieved something under this time that we can celebrate at that time in 1903, I can't believe it's uh, over 100 years or so, they weren't having it. So when you look at the perspective of how things are today, when everybody says riots, riots, look at them, look at them, riots, it, understand, go back and look and you'll find that riots are not a product of a minority group only. You go look back far enough, you can see the viciousness of what riots are. Oh, we, get blamed, yes. we get blamed for, look, you're burning up your own area and stuff that I don't agree with. I wish we stopped doing it when, you know, peaceful march organize, please don't d- destroy, but don't put that in the pocket of people of color only. That's what I learned by going back and looking oh, at the no, history. Oh no, America just denies their history. They just deny that. That's why they don't, that's why it's not known. Right. And they're not the only ones who do that's human nature. Yes, it is. So, more and more, we have to always serve as reminders. True. So true. So there's a the perspective. The weekly Trump disaster update. Now, to move forward with the news, because I just got to, I thought this might be interesting. Here is this latest thing, uh, which is the new sushi croissant. Oh, boy. 
That sounds gross to me. Yeah, sure. yeah, 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 man. There it is, a sushi croissant. And it's obviously a big deal. Cause, and it's composed of smoked salmon, seaweed, ginger, wasabi, and it only costs about $5. But I guess this is a trend. Wow. The sushi croissant. Okay. Who says it's Coming a trend? Coming to L.A., of course. <laughs> Who says it's a trend? Okay. Mash, it's all mashable. So that means it's a trend. You know, it's mashable. Oh, okay. I'm not saying it's a trend, but... <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm wondering. Know, they re, they're re-reporting. Right. I love mashable. They have the weirdest shit in the world on mashable. They sure do. Now I don't. But it's big, it's really it's a California phenomenon, right? It is a Cali- and it comes from Mister Holmes Bakehouse hmm. here in California. But, okay. but they supposedly people like it. I, Are you going to try it? No. No. Yeah, well. Okay. Hmm. Here's okay. Here, more technology. Here's a new robot bat. What? Which flies like it's not at all this way. You know, I love. See, this is a new drone, and I love this stuff because. You guys, um, let me mute it too. Uh, you could, they have a new drone and it's made to fly like a bat. Now, bats are unique because, what the hell is this? <laughs> I, Ooh, shit. Don't worry, it's gone, These man. <laughs> don't worry. You know, it should be jumping up on the screen. You guys forgive me, you guys, because, you know, this wonder of internet television, this technology that we use. No, oh, yeah, it's it's like your computer. Yeah, they're not seeing it yet because I get to watch it. Six, five. So anyway, making a drone that flies like a bat. I think bats got like hundreds of articulations. Right. Here you go. See, bats have all these articulations in their wings, but this is a robot drone bat. Hmm. See, hmm. Caltech, and it flies just like a bat. <laughs> now, does that? Help now, people distinguish at night. There it is. I see. See, could be helpful in a disaster response to scare the shit out of people. people right. Drive them in the right direction. Right. I don't know. They have it now. I guess because of all the wing articulations, you're able to do. You know, that's why bats are agile. They can. Right. See how those wings big? They have t- tons of articulations. Yeah. In the wings. Their bird, their flight is not the same as oh, no. birds. No, the flexibility. Yeah, over forty joints in their wings. Look wow. at that. I knew it was some. I didn't know how many. It was some. Mm. I knew it was a lot. Wow. So now they have uh, the rat drone. So bravo. <laughs> okay. All right. Yeah. I'm telling you, it was a distraction. Are you going too to get much one? Trump shit? You getting one? Uh, we'll have. We have so many drones. In fact, we have the drone video. Okay. Um. Here's something I thought was really nice, is that they're slowly making headway with the brain-computer interface, even though I always said this is something that they'll probably misuse. (laughs) You know, you think about a brain-computer interface, and you think of all the people you can help. Right. And to me, people like me start thinking of all the dirty shit you could do to control people's behavior, or at least that you would try. Because you always wanted a soldier that would just do what you said. That was the problem in Vietnam. Right. I'm sorry, I'm a conspiracy person. But so now they have a new interface that's come out. That's another thing. They've been able to do it with the brain-computer interface. Mm-hmm. Now, they, when they say they're able to read their mind, that's, that's, that's that spin. 
they're able to, right now it seems to be able to get yes no kind of responses okay by trying to measure their brain wave but imagine what could happen with time yes. the subtleties could mean you could add vocabulary mm-hmm. you could train them to use more and more words after a while even just having as few as 10 or 20 words could be totally beneficial unbelievable so this is another thing that is wonderful that I'm looking forward to it's now what do the ultimate goal of this is to allow people who are paralyzed got you to have other means of communication that's exactly what I was looking got it makes sense you can't speak yeah and Love you can it, imagine man. that one day it could actually be really a wonder yeah now also Here's another thing. So a lot of people have been waiting for this. You know, they wanted a virtual keyboard. And uh, they just, and, uh, you know, I don't, first of all, when I type, I need to have some feedback from the machine. But take a look. This is called tap. If I can get it to go full screen. Okay, so let's go watch the YouTube. This is called tap. It's a virtual keyboard you wear it take a look oh god <laughs> you know welcome to the world man that's right it's the world it's the world one day it'll be all your commercials popping up mm. it'd be totally different perspective there, my right? goodness <laughs> take a look at tap this wearable interface allows you to type into your device it works by bluetooth so it'll work with your phone so notice this you just put it on your hand, mm-hmm. and then you can type on any surface. Wow. Your partner's... Well, anyway. <laughs> I say don't even go there. Yeah, real nasty. You can type a nasty letter yeah. on your on your woman's body parts. Mm. You can type... A, okay, you can type a love letter. There you go, man. Help, them, under, help yes. the people out. So you can tap, tap, tap. So this is coming out. I don't know what to cost. What was the cost? But I want you to see. Interesting. So you're tapping. How do you, well, obviously. It's virtual. It's the same setup as a keyboard. Yeah. So you're going to tap on any service. You have to get used to the fact you just don't see keys. But you know where they are placed. Right. They probably have you set it with one finger. And right. from that point on. Point on. Right. It's Makes a sense. reference. Yes. Yeah. Um, I mean, I'm trying to see. Do they have a price down here? They say it'll be on the shelves around August. You sign up at the wait list. Sign up at the TAP website. Right. Uh, let me see if I can see if there are any crises. I don't see a price yet. So we'll find that. It's, it's called TAP. Okay, it's called TAP. Right. And you can get the information. They have their own website. Okay. That's cool. And so that's coming. That's one of the devices. I like that. I like that one. I do. Okay. Yeah. Now, last now. Everybody loves the animals. Everybody loves the animal videos because, you know, they just love the animal videos. They can't lose. Can't lose. <laughs> so here's one. I thought it was good for you guys because it it'll make it reminded me of the weekend that you just had. And in this video, you see this falcon attack the poor little rabbit. This falcon attacks the wabbit, Vic. Mm. It's terrible to watch. 
but good for us to show. Yeah, it's good for us to show. Okay. Watch the Falcon and the Wabbit. There's a Falcon up there. Evil Falcon. See the wonderful Wabbit, little bugs, running around. He has no chance. He has no chance. Yeah. Falcons like this, this, this stadium. <laughs> Look at that. <laughs> Rabbit starts to fight the falcon. Yeah. Try to do that with a kangaroo. Look at that. Look at that. I've never seen a rabbit fight. <laughs> he can't turn his back <laughs> on him. Look at the rabbit. I can't see. Look at him. <laughs> <laughs> I, I like it, you know. He's he's Let's got some give guns. Give it to it, everybody. He got some guns, man. Yeah, the rabbit, the feist, and finally the falcon just goes away. Now, that's what I call it. it. Must be a jackrabbit. Uh, okay, that was a bad joke. Yeah, give it up for the rabbit. <laughs> Yay! Yay, rabbit! Ladies and gentlemen, and the other shit. Now, in marijuana topics, because I, you know, we have marijuana for dummies, and you gotta have that. That's right. Marijuana! Oh! Okay. I've tried to stress before uh, marijuana for dummies that uh, in California, and Vic, I'm going to go take this over the camera okay. to show everybody. Uh, we have marijuana's been, you know, it's legal for recreational use. We are actually allowed to purchase marijuana at the dispensary, give it away free. We can't sell. And, you know, as many people know, I've been going through some health issues. So, and for those of you who have health issues, and you've talked about the different marijuana, this is a sativa, which means it has less physical effects. It maintains the cerebral kind of effects, but less physical. So, usually, indicas hit you harder. Those are the ones where you're more like, boom. They say you want to pin yourself to the chair. <laughs> right, right. To get a strong indica. Sativas, you manage to maintain your wonderful functioning and all that. Now, this unique, and every every uh, dispensary I found out is allowed to manufacture and distribute a strain. Hmm. It's part of their licensing. That's okay. why there's so many strains. Well, this sativa I'm having today is Papa Smurf. I think I'm going to come over there and show you the you 
Now, I want you to remember I reminded you that, that the price of marijuana. Oh, let me get back on my, my mic. Oh, my back. Okay, the price of marijuana is going down. And now at my dispensary, you can get an ounce. They're, they're, they're top, super, they're super top shelf. They say it's two forty-five. Even though every time I go there and get the best, it's never those exact same ones. So some, I guess, are, are higher costs. Hmm. And they don't think they're the best. But the one they always recommend to me when I get an ounce is $205. And they give you a marijuana soda. Hmm. Okay. And I must admit, the power of the edibles is wonderful. It really helped me to get through a recent hospitalization where I was going nuts. And I realized, you know, when you're in the hospital, it's very hard to relax in the hospital. You don't have anything that you do to relax with you in the hospital. <laughs> right, right. So I had edibles. My recent hospitalization on the second day, those walls started to close in a little bit. <laughs> it was a little weird. I, I understand, man. I had to get me some edibles brought to me. And after having my edibles, I, was, I felt like I was cooled out at home. <laughs> I settled in and watched the movies and relaxed. And the day was okay. Oh, okay. So one of the, one of the wonderful benefits, this is a documented medical benefit hmm. of marijuana. To ease that stress. Right. You know, I'm sitting in there like tired of being in here. To right. Get me to just go like. Yeah. So they have other drugs that they will give you in medicine for similar effects. Right. With more side effects that don't work as well. <laughs> wow. So the wow. point being that the true medical effect of that sativa, I'm, I'm here to report that I, as a physician, under the stress of a small stroke while being observed, how's that going to help you? <laughs> okay, so you have a, a, even if you have a small stroke, so they put you in an environment so they can monitor you, that adds to your stress. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And no matter that they do everything they can, it's not their fault. They have all the TV stuff and mm-hmm. how to, all these videos to watch. And while you're watching the TV, reminders come up. You could watch some of those stroke videos. <laughs> you know, you're watching. Wow. You're watching like I was watching wow. Real Housewives of Atlanta. I mean, not real. Yeah, well, you know. Right. Because I had cable, satellite. Right. Here come reminders. You could be watching these stroke videos. So my point being, when you in these environments, even when they're wonderful, the thing that really made it mellower to me was to have that edible so I didn't have to smoke, but it cooled me out and chilled me out and made my hospital stay totally mellower. Calm me down. Interesting. Less side effects. Oh, dude. Think and about so it. So definitely necessary for the outcome of the patient. Right. Now, I'm not the only one. Right. This is what they found out about, you know, when they finally started allowing people to look. Right. They were able to find these benefits. Okay? All right. Now, so only my second story of the day was this wonderful new product that came out called, I don't know how you put it, Zarina. It's a new perfume that you smell, that you that you take this perfume, and you spray it, and you can smell like weed. <laughs> okay, wait a and here's the website, X-Y-R-E-N-A. But this is a new marijuana 
perfume. You sprayed his perfume. It's from Mashable. Thank you, Mashable. <laughs> and he sprayed his perfume, and it's, uh, you know, that's okay. it. Okay, yeah, all right. There's an obvious question, but. What? You're bringing it up. Why do you want to smell like weed? I'm just. Maybe you want to impress your friends. If, Maybe if, you. If, hey, how about a woman it, who has a boyfriend who's a stoner? And she doesn't want to smoke weed, but she wants to, she wants to attract him. She can use this like a hidden pheromone. She can taste some marijuana. Mm-hmm. She can take some marijuana perfume mm-hmm. and douse her breasts and other parts to be named. And then so it's not her stoner smell. boyfriend is a marijuana perfume. They can. Break, Vic, this is how they get in your brain. No, no, bro. This is how they get in your mind, Vic. Wait a minute. They get to it. I never thought about it, Vic. They can use this against us. Who's the last person you've been around? A woman who doesn't smoke weed and said, oh, you smell good. What's that perfume you're wearing, but you were smoking weed? Well, they did like my perfume. I'm my perfume, my cologne. Right. Because I must admit, I, I rotate to about six different fragrances but anyway, but I'm just saying, no, but what about the smart woman yeah. who likes a man right. who smokes? And she Get wants this. to attract him. Get that, right? She sprays this on the pillow. Did she hand you a PlayStation? It's a stretch, And they're bro. just trying to get. That's a stretch, man. All right. Anyway, everybody, thank you. That's you might I wonder if somebody said, you know, Mario can't stop eating hamburgers, so I'm going to get a perfume. I smell like hamburgers. I do it. They had that. Yeah, thank you, thank you. Okay. No extra. All right. All right. Well, now that's now we've done the marijuana for news and the dummies. So, just have to play this wonderful free song of the week. The wonderful song of the week. Rick, our wonderful song of the week is "Act Cool." Take a listen. That's Love Shadow. We'll be right back. Say our goodbye 
Song of the week. Love Shadow Act Cool. Free Song of the Week. We reestablished that Facebook connection as we do for the different segments. It's one of the challenges of the show. Get that right. You guys, a lot of stuff to do, but we do it because we want to keep the Facebook interaction to its best. I uh, wanted to take a moment to thank a bunch of the friends who came by to visit me at the hospital and to uh, acknowledge all the well-wishing uh, notices from people from Facebook, from all my friends, uh, people from my past, family too. Uh, thank you so much. As you can see, I'm doing well. And uh, I'm not, I, I have residual effects, but I'm doing well. Of note to you all, Victor is my, will testify. I got out the hospitals last Sunday, the Sunday before last. Right. And Victor will testify. I clear, We cleared out the refrigerator. Yep. Been eating di- totally different over here. Changed the game. Totally different. So you will be, I will be proud. Yeah. I know. Yeah. We've been totally different and cut out a lot of things uh, that were bad, like a lot of the sodas, the candy, all that stuff. I've had good blood sugars throughout that time and just doing a lot better with the diet and everything. So, again, for all the people who know me, uh, know that my motivation, too, is the recent passing of my dear, dear, loved soulmate, partner, friend, whatever y'all want to call her, B.B. Aguero-Neal, who also wanted me to do these things to take better care of myself. And so I'm doing it for those because she's given me the energy in her passing to do those things I couldn't do before. So thank you again to all the friends, all the nurses at Kaiser Panorama City who came over to see me, all the doctors who took care of me and continue to take care of me. Thank you again uh, for, to my colleagues for the wonderful care uh, that I've been receiving. And also know that, like I said, I've been working at it to be better. I have. I need to get some exercise. <laughs> but that's but the eating. Right. It's good. Totally. And, it's um, good eating. want to thank, really, the, the folks that are around me, Vic and Miko. They were already were on kind of a health kick. It was so funny. By being around me so much, because I cook so much around here, having me cook different food, that's what Vic was like. He, he was loving it. <laughs> they were all loving it. I really wanted they want to change. Miko and Vic had already changed. And so uh, nothing but encouragement from the people that surround me who also, if you, like I said, take a look at Vic, take a look at Miko and the journey she's been on for her, uh, her workout ethic. Yeah. And then you can see that I am also blessed to be surrounded by good influences. Oh yeah, man. Good influence, and so uh, I so thankful I am for oh, that. Oh yeah, same with me, man. It took some people around me to actually it took my sisters 
because one is a vegetarian. She's been there almost 20 years. And the other one, you go stay at your sister's house and you get ready to do your food and you open up a refrigerator, you're looking for your food and then you see their food and you go, oh, you guys. It's, it like smells like it's like roses in here and everything, yeah. you know, diet diet is right. And you feel guilty when you start pull, pulling out the, the, the frying pan, you know, the whole thing. So I, I give them props for impacting me, man. Well, what can we say? Yeah. Well, you guys, it's time. Are you ready for some sports? Mm, maybe. <laughs> oh! Ow. That's right, ladies and gentlemen. It's time for Victor Allen's new new sports. Victor's fan-based view of sports. Brought to you by the man that the ladies have nicknamed Sexual Chocolate. Rub his head and make a wish. Ladies and gentlemen, here he is. Victor Allen! And it's all sports! Yeah! <laughs> yeah! Sports, PayPal. Man, I made it all easy. Right. I made it real easy, man. Well, at least one thing we, we don't have to worry about. We don't have to create any surprises about what we're going to talk about, right? It's, it's the day after. And uh, I'm not going to lie to you. I thought it was, you know, going to be one of those Super Bowls where the first half you sit there and go, oh, man, now I can do some other things because this is almost like a blowout and they haven't got to the second half. So you already know what's coming. So I said, well, you know... You never know. And I remember putting out a tweet, and I actually was referencing. I'm going to be honest. I was referencing some of the broadcasters on the corporate stations, ESPN, whomever, and say, oh, you guys were saying this is a no-brainer. Look at the score. And then I put after them, but wait, it ain't over. And literally, I put that there because I said, if you're going to put, wait, it ain't over. Think New England Patriots. Because they don't get rattled. You either have to just beat them man-to-man straight up while with your discipline. But if all of a sudden you start committing those, what they call those errors, getting off your discipline, they will eat you alive. And so when the score ended up being 34-28, you're sitting there going, history's being made. Did you feel like history was being made, Mario, when you were watching the Super Bowl? There was a time mm-hmm. which I almost like was just so chilled out. <laughs> right, Right. And I was like, it was just a little bit too chilled out. Right. And then all of a sudden, it kind of just, stuck up on you. Right. And and although, yeah, look, I'm not saying that this is true. I don't think New England had their playbook. I think, you know, just from afar, from a person that really doesn't, you know, sit there and say, well, I know the X's and O's. I just think they got tired. I just think, I think what has happened is they were so that adrenaline rush where you go, pace yourself. They just got tired or or the second half adjustments. I said, well, there was no adjustments. It was the same game plan with New England. They're just going to hike the ball. I just think they just lost yep. their intensity. Right. In the other team I think they got laid back. It, yeah. Yeah, I agree. Now, now, I'm not trying to say Atlanta had this coming. All I'm saying is. For you. Will you remember this as one of the most historic football games ever, or is, is it just a tale of two it's different the, It is the most historic. There's never been another Super Bowl that went to overtime. That's right. So it is historic. So yes. that's, that, there's a myriad of right. reasons, none of which, because I'm not a Patriots fan, but it also being their fifth. Right. Okay. Brady got his third MVP. 
It's just too many. Yeah, everything. Uh, things yeah. to put there. So uh, you have to just go on and say, they, that would be the greatest football team of any time. Right. He would be the greatest quarterback. And they may be the greatest team in any sport. Well, let me do this, too. And I agree that that's going to be a challenge there. And a lot of people are going to be talking about that. But let me go to what I want to just make sure I saw the same thing everybody else saw. As we roll down, you see Tom Brady, of course. Was this more of a comeback or the Atlanta Falcons collapsing? And, and for the people who are in Boston, Mario, you know they're going to say, no, this was the comeback. But for people I watching. I give it a comeback. You think it was a comeback? Yeah, I got it. I'm not going to deny them. You know, they earned it. Right, right. To me, you just earned it. I, you're not, I'm not a fan. It's the people that I root against. Okay. But as far as I can see, they earned it. Did you see, let me just say this. Did you see any adjustments by the coaching staff for Atlanta, or did you see them stay with the same thing that they were doing most well, of the time? I, well, I didn't to me, it wasn't a really, I don't know, maybe because I didn't see it as a matter of adjustment. Right. Your team needs to play harder. True. Sometimes it's just that. I just, I didn't see it as an let, adjustment issue. Let me say this. And maybe that's the same for New England. Right. Maybe I didn't see really, you could say adjustment, they just started executing. The passes, they know, they know where they're going to pass. Right. They know who it goes to every, I mean, come See, I already know where you're going. I don't, <laughs> See, wait, whatever this it's kind of, I'm not even a football strategist. What, did they do something that was a surprise? Let me say this. Let's see you in the second half. The first half, Atlanta's averaging 6.8 yards per rush. That's crazy. Do you think that that probably would have offset some kind of game plan adjustment by New England. He says, look, we're running at seven yards per carry. Would you continue doing that? Would you continue saying... Uh, but my point can- still stands. It's that most times it's not a matter. Most. Absolutely most. In other words, the majority of times, it's not a matter of adjustment. You can adjust all you want. Mm-hmm. You're being out-hustled, out-hit, out-run. Okay. And there is no adjustment. That's why you go out and lose. Right. So that's really the way I see it. You can do all you want. It's not. It's, there's there's a point at which there is no intellectual adjustment to the fact that you're being physically overpowered. Right, and I agree with so you. That's it. That's what. So that was I what, agree with you. So to me, on either side, I don't think that New England adjusted. And I don't think that Atlanta adjusted. But I think the New England team started executing. New England did have a and moment. Atlanta stopped executing. Oh, there was a moment though that Bill Belichick even admitted. He said. He immediately, after the first two drives by Atlanta, because I was watching, and they said, I started making play adjustments right then and there. Now, I'm not saying that that's the yeah, same thing. I heard thing that, but that doesn't mean what, right. what play adjustments. No, no, like I'm I not said, saying that. He was already It saying, doesn't change my point. No, I know you're talking about the hustle. Executing. Right, I know that. I'm just saying his game plan was to go, this is what I'm seeing on this side. And New England kept executing. Atlanta didn't. Now, let me take you to the Hurt Hotel. Let's roll up. There's a reason why I'm going this way. Because everybody on Atlanta is in the Hurt Hotel. Everybody. The whole damn <laughs> the whole damn team. You have first floor, 10th floor, 20th floor, 25th floor, and penthouse suites. 
and I'm ranking them this way. I'm just saying. First floor is the defensive secondary. They're confused. The 10th floor is the defensive line. We're tired. 20th floor is the defensive coordinator. Breathe and keep running. 25th floor is the assistant coach. He's dumbfounded because you don't know what to do. And then the penthouse suites is Kyle Shanahan and Dan Quinn. Maybe we should possibly blitz one time just to see what Brady's going to do. So my whole thing is if you come down to this and say, if you had to make adjustments, say if your team is tired, does it start with the coach up top? Does it start with the offensive coordinator saying we're not running the same plays? I agree, Mario. They didn't continue executing. But if you had to start somewhere and say better offense leads to better defense or better defense leads to better offense, what do you think? Better hustle. It's really straightforward to me. It's not all. It's not rocket science. Try harder. Right. Do your job. That's. There's nothing else to say. Do your job. Whatever excuses you have to say, they were missing Gronk. They everybody's hurt. And they had turnovers. Who? There's no. There's nothing else to say when you simply get outman. Right. Got outman. Right. First they weren't doing it. Then they did. So that's where. That's where you. That's, that's not a coaching thing. They got a gift. That, that, that's they a thing it. that's a man. So man to man, person to person, they have to look at themselves. They got gifts. New England doesn't turn the ball over. The idea that New England said, we gave you two turnovers. You had a 28-3 to three lead or a 28-3. to No three. teams ever come back from a, anything more than a 10-point deficit. Right. So to come back from a 14-point deficit would have been – History, right? To come back from the deficit they actually had, rewrite history. Which now puts us in this position: Does this team come back, and are they your favorites, Atlanta Falcons, for winning the NFC, not the Super Bowl? Would they be considered your lead number one team? You know, everything changes since they said that about Carolina last year, and see what happened with them. Well, I don't know if they would be the lead. They are up there, up there. It's a matter of, you know, usually after you go to the playoffs, you lose players. Right. So. Uh, you negotiate I contracts. It's going to happen if they're going to lose players or not, but I think they would be considered. They're still up against the same old folks they were. Seattle, before. Arizona. You know, Dallas. Up in, yeah. Uh, these teams are stronger in the NFC. So yeah. we'll see. It certainly is certainly not a guarantee. Is New England favorite to win the Super Bowl next year just with what they have right oh, yeah. now? Yeah, I would say so because they haven't any glaring weaknesses and they plan for um, growth. They have a they, their backup quarterback played well yeah. in the tape games where Brady wasn't there. Right. So I don't see there's for, no fall off. Well, and then their players are happy, so I don't expect them to have. I don't expect them to lose a lot of players. Right. I expect them to retain what they have. And so, yeah, yeah they're going to be the favorite. Right. Yeah, a- a- absolutely. And I'm going to give a shout-out to Atlanta. You guys did a, a damn good job. Sustain it next time because you are young, up and coming. I just hope you don't lose the players. I hope the discipline stays there. But I feel, I really feel bad. Congratulations. I have to say this, Mark. You may not agree. Boston <clears throat> may be the best sports city in United States, man. That's your team. I want you to know that. Yeah, I, I, well, it depends how you base what you base sports city on. 
you may be. That would be. I go. That <laughs> there's will be a whole. That would be a whole different criteria. Right. Wait but, a minute. But uh, they I may don't be. Know, I don't know that I would say that, but you know, like again, I think it would be. That would be interesting to see what people's criteria. Yeah. Would be for Sports City. Yeah. If you and, and, and look, I'm putting it out there because. It I'll, puts I'll, a target up there for people to go, well, what city is really winning more championships more so in the last 10 years? Well, like I said, that's why, If what have you defined it over the last 50 years? There's totally so then, So that's why I said it would certainly depend on the definition. Right. Okay. So that would be curious. All right, for all of you guys who really didn't watch the football game and wanted to see entertainment, let's just start with Lady G, Lady Gaga. There's a reason why we're doing this, because she's learned how to say, I'll give you something before the show starts. And this is Lady G posing. Now, my first question, Mario, is what is she trying to feature? The glasses, her legs, the turf, her hair, or she just got swag. And, you know, Lady Gaga is one of your favorite entertainers, man. Well, I think right now she just packs a lot of punch. I, you know, I, I don't know. You'd have to ask her. She's not. That's not the best body. True, but she works it. But though. she works what she has. Right. She's she's stylistically unique. Her voice is strong. Makes a lot. The type of music that she does. The common. It's really the combination. I really like her, but again, I have no idea. <laughs> Right, what goes right. into her mind? <laughs> What's making it? T- and because some of her outfits, you know, don't move me, other ones do. But right. I think the overall impact is that she's simply uh, stunning most of the time. So. And you know, and here's the other thing too. I'm finding out. I'm finding out that uh, she literally in this particular photo is not usually the guy guy photo because she comes with you know different type of uh, an outfit this seems to be one of those hey i'm i'm sexy straight out sexy this is a sexy shot yeah, yeah. Look, what else five inch heels yes yeah they're, they're high you know they're high so it's just like a traditional shot so it's not gaga-ish what i'm used to when i'm seeing what she's doing so to me she took a different turn here but hey look she performs now we get to the one that i'm i call the drop catch and jump the drop catch and jump we have to evaluate this and see what score we want to give it because I want to know, do you think, Mario, that someone threw the ball or is that one of those football machines that's at a certain speed and it hit, it is pointed directly at the step? Well, probably a machine. You think it's a machine? Okay. But, it would, you know, I, I, I didn't think it, I don't know. It wasn't impressive. That of all the things, and it was a very impressive performance. Right. That just didn't make a whole lot. It didn't hit you. Did any that part? That part, the, just the jumpers, football thing. Right. Yeah, those, that didn't get me. It's just, you know, it was okay. It, it, wasn't, it, it wasn't a big thing, kind of, to me. It would have been impressive if we knew how far she went down when she jumped. Like, they, they, they kept it out of the way where they have the uh, foam or somebody there. Not somebody but whatever's there to catch her to jump in i wonder how far she had to drop i can't well, tell the, the, by the shot. part of the whole performance was there was a number of things that were impressive even with a wire so true true I mean, that's why i said compared to that the other things that wasn't that to me that wasn't 
that impressive. So if you had to sit back and say, hey, look, if it was something memorable, this wasn't it. Not for me. Not for you. And, and we've seen Gaga do other yeah, stuff. Yeah, all the stuff she did yeah. on the tower. Oh, yeah. Much better. Way, way better. Way better. Yeah. Okay. But again, it was just the exit. She was just saying, I thought it was more just to do, rather than, rather than be an impact stunt. Right. I thought it was just the fact that she was giving an homage to football. True. So it wasn't meant to be like a big time stuff. I thought that she was thrown down the mic until it was just more like saying bye. Right. Yeah, I don't think it was meant to be a big... Uh, all the other ones, even when she does, it's common for her to disappear from the scenes. True. By exiting in some way that something comes up. I, mean, I took that to be that. Yeah, and this was a safe performance. And when yeah, I say I assume that, that there was a mat right there. Yeah. She was gonna, all throughout the performance, she did stuff where she did and changed outfits. That's right. So it went kind of like a standard. Nothing out of the box. Well, nothing really I mean, unique, but she was good, though. The performance she, was exceptional. I yeah. just, I don't think that the the drum dropped, whatever that is, was a big deal. Yeah, yeah. They're, they're going to probably try to make it. That's why I was looking at it going, okay, it would be a big deal if you knew the height. And said, whoa, she jumped high. That, get that well, much. She, okay, but. Can't tell. They're not trying to do that. That would be both dangerous. So mostly her stunts are visual, right? Right. So they're, they're illusions. Right. No, I understand. So they're made to look like you do something, but you're not. Right. So true. So true. And it rated now, it's, it's not really, not too many people are saying it was that great. They like. Their performance was good. Yeah. It was, it was good. She did a very good performance. A great, I would say a great performance. Okay. Man, well, one thing about it, she sang, she can sing her ass off. All right, going to go over to what they call the awkward moment that never happened, although they tried to make something of it. Roger Goodell having to sit back and congratulate Tom Brady and, of course, Bill Belichick. Now, we don't see this uh, as it relates to the moment that they were on stage and the trophy speech because everybody heard the booing. Rightfully so, you're going to hear that. But then there was the moment where Bill Belichick and Tom Brady were behind, um, of course, Roger Goodell, as he was presenting the trophy to Robert Kraft, and they were laughing at the time that he was talking. Not a big deal. Not a big deal. Did Roger Goodell, to you, look like he just did his normal thing, was consistent, he wasn't disrupted, he got his flow? It's a non-story. Or did you see him get kind of rattled because he could not deliver in the way he usually does? It seemed like he cut his speech short to me. That's just me. Well, he, all his speeches are kind of the same to me. I, he's not a person who does grand speeches, you know. Right. And, and and as far as I know, he and Belichick haven't ever had an issue. Never. So that was not going to be an issue with Belichick. Right. He and Kraft... We're friends before the other stuff, and right. so I guess it's not to me. It's no big deal. It may be, mm. you know. Yeah. If anything, him and Brady more because of the suits, right? But you know they, but they sue each other all the time in, in the NFL, and then work with each other. Mm, true. So that again, that wouldn't be that different to me either. Okay. Gotcha. So I didn't think Roger Goodell was. I think the most the most important part was him getting booed. Which works and, and is predictable. Fact, right, but it's predictable. The fact that he handles, as far as I've known, he mostly has always handled those kinds of things kind of the same. Right. 
He does, and he's he expected it, and it was to me not much of a story. It was something for people to build up and to look and hopefully get ratings and get a lot of spin on. But when you saw it happen, it wasn't that much in the first. Well, I knew that crap. None of the people involved are the type to do those things. Yeah. If anything would be settled, that's just the nature of the people involved anyway. Yeah. So I'm sure that was still there underneath the. You know what I'm saying? I'm mm-hmm. sure it was there as part of the undercurrent. Right. Just in terms of how they presented it on the, on the air. Right. They, you know. True. Okay, we already know uh, greatest of all time has already been, you've already said it before the Super Bowl, Tom Brady. He's solidified now. He's the greatest of all time. My question is, are the New England Patriots the greatest of all time as a team? Yeah, I think okay. so. Think so? Yeah. Now, I mean, I would, I, if they're not, then I would ask people, then who are you comparing them to? Right. Because every person you compare them to, they have more stats than them. True. They they broken all the, the records. Pittsburgh, they got every than, Dallas. Yes, I would say more right. than a who, who who else are you comparing it to? Right. This is a no brainer. Not even arguing this. My question is, who is second place? Four four Super Bowls, Montana. Or Bradshaw, and I'm not going to include Peyton Manning. I know he's the greatest regular season quarterback, but I'm going by championship. So to fight for second, if you had to give a nod to who you think is second place, who would you vote for, Mark? Well, now why? So why are you taking Peyton Manning out? Because that's my choice. I know I took I took him out. That's my whole argument. So you could come back and say, "Oh no, don't take him out," because that's. That's, that's the second place quarterback. So for you, it's Peyton Manning. Yeah, okay. I hope he has more than I think he accomplished more than Joe Montana. Okay, based on regular season. Yeah, just based on his record of wins and all of that. Okay, all right. It's, it's good because actually, when people are talking about the greatest, I, it would you would to me you 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 look at Super Bowls, you look at championships as part of it, but I don't think any one of those is the single defining. Thing. Like, I agree. I like the person who had the most Super Bowls is the. I wouldn't let that be. So if you define it like that, then it is by based on the way you define it. Right. But I wouldn't define it like that. So I would have to look at their whole career. Right. And also the you know how long the career. So my number two was was has been Peyton Manning. Okay. Okay. Cool. That was, but I think that was I, my number two before this. Anyway, I still thought Brady had a. Yeah. On him before before this. Right. Yeah. I, I've always had Brady had the nod. I was always surprised that Terry Bradshaw would force Super Bowls. It lets you know that probably his regular seasons wasn't that great. That was never included in the conversation, although being a four-time Super Bowl winner. And it adds to the point that you're talking about, that the regular season, all the other factors are included in why Yeah, Peyton I don't Manning. think even for him it's regular season. This is just the overall career thing. Right. True. Okay. All right, we're going to exit out with this one because it's the only NBA story and the percentages of trade has gone up for Carmelo Anthony. Went from 15% a couple of weeks ago and it looks like it's at 25%. The simple question is, should he get the hell out of New York or just ride it out for the next few years? Carmelo. He'll be 33 probably, around 33. Yeah, it just depends on where he gets the best deal. Yeah. Probably he's got a nice strong contract. If someone wants to pay him more, 
you know, and the situation's right, I think he would go. But to go just for the sake of going? Oh, no, not that. Yeah, no, no. He has, it's all, this is all about money. Yeah, it is. And everybody knows it. It's, it's, you hit the nail on the head. It's not about, it's the right deal. And he'll move, but who wants to absorb that contract? And the, I think the problem is for them, they can't get enough for him. Right. They can't. They can't. So, they, so, so whatever way they're going to do, they're going to take a loss. Now, maybe they could take a loss and get another player that fits. Right. Well, so say they take a loss financially, but the other player that comes in fits better and the team performs better. Then maybe it's not a loss. True. I mean, I think it has to do with the fact that they, money-wise, in straight terms of money, in order to change away from him, they're going to have to make, take a loss Absolutely. on their investment in him. True. They right? do. And that's what the issue is now. If they want to take that loss, then they could just, you know. You see the similarities as it relates to what Kobe's time at the Lakers? It's, to me, it's, it's pretty, yeah, pretty much the same. Yeah. Same it, thing and the same reason why they couldn't trade Kobe. So I don't think, I don't think it's up to him, to tell you the truth. I mean, it's up to him to a degree, but it's up to him whether or not the Knicks leadership wants to take that loss. Absolutely. If, they have, if someone actually wanted him. Right and was willing to pay what they wanted, they would probably do it. Absolutely. Absolutely. And so, hey, look, we do want to see Carmelo get at least an opportunity to at least make an impact. But um, if, I had to, if I had to vote what I hope happens, I would want to see him go to a team uh, because I just don't see New York because of the amount of money they're carrying on their books and everything. It's going to make the impact that they need in a couple of years. They could, but I just don't see it. But in the I meantime, can't, I can't equally can't see anybody. What team? What the only okay, two? The bad thing. Who would he make better, Vic? Cleveland, because they don't have Jr. right now, and they well, don't see the problem. Every time you name somebody like that, what they have to give up for him. Kevin Love. Changes the team. Uh, Kevin Love. And then would you take a oh, younger no, they're kid? not going to take right. trade him for Kevin Love. So they need a third team in there with some other players. Well, I'm too. just saying that's not, I mean. Uh, that's who they're that, throwing. Well, that would be considered, I don't know that I would consider that. Right. Well, they value, even though some some of the issues about the players are similar. Well, you know, it's, it's you make a good point. When they offered and talked to the Clippers, they did not, they were agreeing that they didn't have to take Paul, Griffin, or uh, DeAndre. And that other players, they, they could work around, can deal from New York. They well, didn't that, want one of the big three that, and still that, didn't happen. That's why that made, see, that, that kind of trade has the most potential because you can rebuild. Remember, you're going to take a money loss, but you can rebuild. But that's what I was saying. If you get the players, you can rebuild with. Right. But you're right. That's why I thought of Clippers are so, has have the most depth that they actually may be able to. Right. Uh, even though they need another team in there. Even though because uh, it's no player, I still would have to. You know, the Clippers have trouble merging mel- merging the players they have. That would be interesting. That would be interesting, and I like. And not saying that as a person who likes Carmelo, right? 
Well, I like Carmelo. I, I just too. have to think of what situations are best for players like that. Yeah. And I had the same issue with Allen Iverson and other people. Yeah. Yeah. So my thing, the Clippers might be the best thing that could ever happen mm-hmm. for him. The other places where you could name him, they would never make that trade. Don't no. dare say that. San Antonio, don't say it. They would never make that trade. trade. Okay, can't. They don't and he operate. can't play under Popovich. <laughs> right. And you, People say maybe he can. I say, well, maybe he can. There's, do you, that would be something to see. If he would agree to go there, right. I would be excited. If Popovich yeah. wanted him and he actually would agree to go play Vic, right. I would get excited. I would get excited, that too. That would make Carmelo was buying into the whole philosophy and everything. Right. What they do, what teams are good at is not taking away from what your strength is. Carmelo's strength is he's a scorer and he can't be stopped. The trade-off is, is now he's a team. Do you want him to be a leader and be impactful on defense? Very difficult. And, and how do you structure it off to me when you – I don't ever find that those offenses that are structured that way are successful yeah. in championship games. They're right. good to win in the, throughout the season, right. but, they, but they never can perform in the postseason because as a team, right. they make it easy. Yes. Stop one guy. Right. You, you, you end up... Stop. And who can, end up. There's nobody who can go to the playoffs. No. Well, if they stop one guy, team, if no. they do, they'll get stopped. Right. It's it's one of those That'll things. Where, for it is it works itself out. You end up going, who would not take him? Who would say no? We don't want Carmelo. Everybody saying yes, we take him. Now, what do you have to I give up? I think that in Cleveland. Okay, Vic. When you mentioned Cleveland, mm-hmm. I don't. Somebody told you Cleveland would oh, want they, him. You didn't. I don't think they would want. They're him. talking more than the Clippers now. What they're saying, they started with Cleveland first before the Clippers and said Kevin Love would have to be thrown in the deal. But they need other players to exchange to augment that because there's a younger love. You get more miles out yeah, of. Give it back, Jr. <laughs> that's called on oh, Shumpert, right? <laughs> no, that's, that's right. Give it back, Jr. <laughs> How about this, Shumpert, <laughs> Jr. Kevin Love. No, no, no see, it's not gonna work. Man. Why? See, why not that? <laughs> no, because imagine that. Imagine, okay, how many players came back to the Lakers after they left? And then they you didn't say, want yeah. but what if they maybe they want him now? Okay, I tell you what, I tell you what. Okay, I got to say this. I'll leave it for next next week. Okay, we already talked Mario, you and I, by Jim Buss having to have to deal with something he promised. Magic Johnson's back in as a special advisor. We know that she made he made an agreement with Jeannie in 2014 that this team would be competitive. Competitive to the playoffs, being in the playoffs by 2017, or he steps aside. Do you believe that will happen? Jim Butts. <laughs> Competitive. He said in playoffs. Playoffs now. <laughs> it's 2017. They had 17 games winning. This is it. Is it will I think he that'll go- be difficult, but let me. Is he going to I think the Lakers are going to make noticeable changes every year. I agree, but he said he will you step aside. You said 2018, I feel better, but right, but, but 17 may be hard. But I, I, I be willing to root. You know, he ain't. <laughs> is he moving? I'm aside? rooting for them. I, I am too. But does he need to move aside based on his promise? His promise is he steps aside. I don't know. He used to move aside <laughs> based on not performing. You're right. I don't care about his promise at all. I mean, that's him and his sister. Right. He's not, he obviously, I mean, he's not, he's not the first person who's 
inherited a leadership position when and underperformed. I take that's and, what he's doing. Look, imagine inheriting a money making machine. Okay, that's it. He said he's winning. I'm out, man. New 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 Sports, we done, man. We'll do it next time. <laughs> that's right. It's your New New Sports. Fan-based view of sports. Controversy and beyond. How do you feel? That's right. Do it is. It's a recurring segment of the Morning Cup with Mario show. Every Monday here live. We get it. Rebroadcasting at PacStereo.tv. It's your album, New New Sports. Just appropriately. Sports bras and dice straps. Don't forget your jungle powder. Yeah. 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 I already talked about your team. <laughs> okay, we already talked about your team. Thank you for the love. Thank you for the love. I got you. Coming up next at Hot Picks. segment we just covered your Super Bowl but there's a Super Bowl injection in the hot picks keeping it straight and simple we're just going to find out how well do you remember 
the Super Bowl that impacted you the most from the ladies. And we're just going to rate. Simple. Very memorable. Ten. Or zero. And I'm not trying to say that you have to appreciate who the artist is. It's a matter of being memorable. And if you can remember the moment and say, oh, I remember that. Ten. If you don't, you have to say zero. That has nothing to do with their performance. It just means that you don't remember. So I have a group of uh, ladies up here, and we're going to take you back. Everything's going to be 2000 and forward. Can't go back further. It's just it's rough back then. <laughs> I can't go back. Are you ready for this? Because you know you are the Super Bowl king. <laughs> I think I'm ready. Rose <laughs> over. All right. All right, you guys. And behind me, let me give a shout out to you guys, just so you know. Give it a shout out to Periscope. Big old live. Live got me. Facebook. And Twitter's right in the back of Periscope. We know how that rolls. Here we go. We're going to go with the first lady up. If you remember, 2000, Christina Aguilera. 2017 years ago. And Enrique wow. Iglesias. It was a very tropical kind of stage performance. And if you remember, it was very lavish in color. Now, that was in Atlanta, too, you're saying. Yeah, yes. Yes. So, you're thinking now. You got 17 years ago. See, it's not fair when you go further back. It isn't fair, man. <laughs> it's not fair. It's but- not fair. <laughs> even though I'm remarking about how Christina looked in 2000. Are you, what, what, is it making memorable enough for you to remember? Do you remember? Yeah, I think I do remember. Okay, I'll tell you what. I'm going to give you an out on this. You got to because the 17 right. years, Vicky. You know what? I'll give you an out. It just doesn't have to. Look at how they dress. I know. <laughs> right. Look at not her so much right. as him. I'll tell you what. I'll do this. I'll do this. There's a 10 5 0 score. 10 that's memorable. 5, you appreciate it. It's kind of neutral. 0, you don't remember a damn thing and it wasn't impactful at all. Zero. <laughs> that's just tough, man. <laughs> You went zero. zero. You went zero. Oh my God, dude! You jumped. Up. You okay, you guys? Man, yes, hot picks time. Got it. All right. So Mario just put zero. Put zero on Christina. You said ten five zero, right? Ten five five at least gives you something to say. Zero. Zero, man. Okay. I'm a okay. I have to be real with it. I actually feel bad. Because I who don't remember. That, who played in that Super Bowl? Uh, dude, wait a minute. So you don't remember it either. Wait, that's wait, the criteria. Tampa Bay. Two zeros. Wait a minute. Tampa Bay, right? I don't remember. So I was. No, it wasn't. It was in Georgia Dome. No, it wasn't there because that shows you how bad it is. All right, so we got a zero for Mario and myself. I feel bad, man. But that's 17. I don't remember. I don't remember it. 17 years ago. I'm still looking at how dirty he looked. <laughs> and I seen him look better. Dude. Not that he looks bad, it's just so not Super Bowl attire or something. Right. They all look like flowers in the background. It's, it, it, you know, it's amazing how you the could green compare. Jack, the green shirt. Don't, green it's just not the same, but Julio was hot at that time, man. He was. Man, he was, man the women was like, oh man, bring me some, uh, <laughs> you know, J.I. All right, let's go to the next one up, Mario. Maybe this one will help you because there was a period of time where this woman's name dropped and it was on. Britney Spears, Aerosmith, Nelly was on the stage, but it was featuring more so Britney. That's 2001. 10 5 0. 
If you tell me zero, man, I'll be shocked. I'll be shocked, man. Not you. Zero. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, man. No, say it ain't so. Zero. He said zero. I remember it, sort of. Oh. Oh. That shows you, not impactful. Oh. I remember it, sort of. God. It's not impactful. There's certain it's ones bad. that are impactful and certain ones that aren't. Wow, wow, Zero. Wow. Wow. Man, you may have a gap. <laughs> right. You may have a gap right. zero and ten. <laughs> well, look. What am I doing? Five and is... Brittany a- looks good here. Absolutely. And Nelly was... I remember Nelly pumping up with the yeah, vibe. Yeah, they had a number of guests on Steve the stage. Tyler. Yeah, all of them. Yeah, a little busy. It was, it was... That's why I said... I'll give it a five. I remember. Was it memorable? Zero. That's wrong, man. That's wrong. Okay. All right. We're going to move on to the next. He's keeping it real. We're taking you down to the year. It's 2003. Do you remember Shania Twain? You know, it just think you see this is wrong, man. Zero. Is she hot looking, man? Is she hot looking? No. Oh. I see. Is she Batwoman? Oh. Who's she supposed to be? Batwoman? Catwoman? Got 10. Batwoman? She Batman? <laughs> she on a date with Batman? Wait, I'm just trying to say, is she either, uh, either an underworld? Either she's an underworld. Underworld for me, going man. Going to an underworld ball. Under, yeah. Or she's going to the Batman ball. And she's going, hey, look. Underworld ball or Batman ball. Stay on and this. And him, he, I'm almost cool with his outfit till you get to the right. brown shoes. Okay. Till you get to the brown shoes. Okay. Miko, when you give your score, put the name of the person. Look at, look at, look at his shoes. Put look at his shoes. I'm, I'm Forbes, I get to his shoes. <laughs> Dude. We stop wearing our jeans like that. Okay. 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 Okay, no. I actually wore my jeans like that in like 75. Wow. How long ago since you wore your jeans like that, big? That's classic. He's got a so they kind of hood over the shoe. Yeah. But explain the brown shoes with the rest of the outfit. I'm not even sure jeans go with that. Do you like you like that jacket though, don't you? I don't mind the jacket and the shirt, but with the jeans, why the jeans and the brown shoes? Especially standing next to her. Okay. He makes her look worse. <laughs> wait a minute. Come on, wait. You know what? Oh man. So, so you said zero. Zero. All right. I, I remember the other one better than that. I didn't see the other one two and a half or something. Now, Miko on a preview with Brittany, I believe, just so I can shot, give her a shout out, she said 10. And I went five. Mario went zero. But coming back to this, I'm going to be honest with you. I don't remember an impact. But was she looking hot back then? Yes, I remember that. But I the impact. Like, I don't understand the outfit. I, like, <laughs> I hate the outfit. <laughs> I, I hate, I'm going to give her a I five. Hate boots, I hate the jacket, whatever that coat was. It's all, it's so hard. Yeah, I know. All right, all right. Let me, I, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna try to change your mind, man. All right, let's go to 2004. Simply, everybody wants to know what's called Nipple Game. Now, it's Janet Jackson. For all of you guys who were waiting, Ten. for Janet. Wait a minute. Memorable because of the performance, or memorable because of the nipple? Whatever, whatever memory. No, no. What was it memorable for you for? Yeah, makes a Most memorable, one of the most memorable, one of the most memorable Super Bowl performances. Absolutely, with Justin Timberlake, right? Yeah. So, okay. One of the few I, the few I can remember. Yeah, I, I got you. Yeah, watch, watch this. I mean, how they sell it? That's on them. <laughs> See, wait a minute. Now, let me just say this. Do anyone remember any other part of the performance on stage? Do you remember anything else? Watch this. <laughs> no. It's still better than the other ones, but I can't remember the performance. 
So where, where, where yeah. them, you have a strong memory of certain elements. Right. You have a specific lack of a memory of some of these other ones. So, yeah, still 10. Yeah, 10. This most, is working. Most, this is working. Most memorable of the selections so far. So far. Here's the part that got you. There was a great performance. She just topped it with the, the icing on it by giving you the nipple shot. So, and then Justin, being the one that's going to take it off. Remember, Mar, that's like them asking you, can you She snap wants it to off? be remembered, so they wanted to be remembered for the most memorable Super Bowl. Right. And it's 10. Miko, I got you on that prior one with um, uh, the five. I got that score on you, too. So don't worry about that. Okay. All right. So it's one of the most memorable as it relates to shock therapy, but Janet did bring it. I ain't mad. I'm not mad at her. She did bring it. All right. So far, we're rolling through. Let's take you to... Okay, this is going to be a hard one, you guys. I hope you can just just focus because legacy is the term. There was the comeback of Madonna, 2012. Do you remember? Because it was hype that people were going. Do you know that she is this age? But everybody kept talking about how good she looked. And that she was putting on those heels at the age of 50 plus or whatever and rocking the stage. They gave her props for that. So I'm going to tell you this much. I'm giving you a 10 if you can get your butt out there on the stage with some pumps. Because I remember. Now, Why did you get a break? <laughs> wait no. a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute, man. I give her a five. You give her a five? Okay. It's, it's sort of memorable. It's, okay. Maybe I'm being it's legacy more memorable driven. memorable than Shania Twain. <laughs> You're just strong, man. And at least, at least as memorable as Britney and Nelly and them. So. Because it was Madonna, she gets a little more. I hear Miko. That's cool. Okay, I'm hyping up Madonna. Strong rock. Was it was it memorable? Maybe not for the stage performance. Memorable because of her, her what they call refinement in age. Memorable because it was a. Return. Yeah, I don't want to call it a comeback, but they did call. But it. But if they call it, then yeah, a yeah, return to Madonna at that time at 2012. Yeah, that's a big deal. Yeah, it is. It is. It's a. It is a big deal. Let's see, Miko. What did you say? Oh man, she put five. Oh man. Okay, I got you. I ain't mad. All right, we got to speed along because we got a few more. You know, the year is 2013, and you know you have to remember. Uh, there's this word they use to define who you are and it's your destiny. And when you say destiny's child, the first thing you think of is they're going to be in black. They're going to show some legs and they're going to show some love. Mario's favorite material. How memorable was this get together with Beyonce in your mind? This was pretty good. Okay. Five. <laughs> you only gave three choices. <laughs> But see what I like? Mario's telling the truth. You t- you are telling the truth. If it's memorable, you get that 10. So five? Five. Same here. A lot of talk about it. What was memorable about it? Not sure. Get a five. Beyonce. Yeah, Beyonce. Five on that one. I got you too, Miko. So... I'm not mad that, that that works in there because Destiny's Child, it, it almost seemed like it was a reunion. Yeah. It was a reunion. It was more than that. Okay. Let me go on to the next. This one, I do remember, maybe because it's recent. 2015, you want to talk colors and Katy Perry? I remember the whole show. 
I remember, like I said, this seems like they're in Trinidad and Tobago. <laughs> it seems like it's number colors. Mario, how much do you remember? Yeah, that was a five. Ooh. Five again, not enough. Mario's... Now, that was a pretty decent one. It was, it was a pretty decent one. It was a pretty decent one. Yeah. And it, I'm not into Katy Perry that much of her music, even though I find her personally gorgeous. Right. I got you. Yeah, I think she's gorgeous. Yeah, yeah. I, got I love her way, I love her makeup changes and shit. Yeah. I actually love her makeup. And I love her nose ring. Look. She does a bunch of she shit. She does like. some good... Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I like Katie. I like giving her no shit. I, just she more you know, they just so pop, you know right. what I'm saying? Yes, she is. But uh but still good stuff though with her. I remember this one because the striking uh, going away from what they call the classic, here's all the girls on the stage and looking what they call that underworld leather, lace, boots. They went into colors and this whole thing and I said, Oh, I remember this. This one I do. She gets a 10 from me on that one because I do remember it. Not bad. We're almost done, you guys. Uh, let me turn around and look. Uh, yeah, Miko went 10. I see that. Got you. All right, let's go to the one that I know. Mario better not tell everybody his email address on this next one. Simply going back to the Black Panther theme, 2016, Beyonce shook up the world by going, oh, trending conversation. The hairstyles, the afros, the hats, the lace, the legs. Mario's kind of style. I can't wait to hear what you're going to give this one. Uh-oh, 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 uh-oh. I, I, I can't believe it. <laughs> he ain't going 10. He's not going 10. Oh, that's Jack. The only three choices. <laughs> Let me show the people again. You guys remember I this? I give her a 10 for this. Oh, the mayor. Well, I really don't think it's a 10, but you only get three choices. Right. It's a little more than a five. Right. Me, really. Yeah, yeah. That's, it, that's what it really is. It's not a 10. You, Unfortunately, the 10 performances may not involve any women. That's right. Because my number, one of my well, 10s is Prince. Well, let me say this so you know. You hit the nail on the head, and I'm saying this. They do have the best ranked all time. He is number one. They rated yeah, him they number, rated one. number one. He rated. Yeah, that's why probably the, why. But right. just to say, best female. Best female. Only. That makes it. That's why I said she's better than five, though. Yes. So that's why I, said, I just put, you know it's only because we have three choices. Yeah. So yeah, I give her the ten for this. Yeah. See, I, and I knew that if I gave a whole bunch if of you're, if you're that much better than five, five then I'm gonna give, give you the you ten. 10. And, and and I'd rather have all the women on my side chanting for me while they scream yeah, at Yeah, because it is really, like I said, it's still a good performance. It's one of those, okay, you've got a bunch of the great Super Bowl performances in here. Right. You know, it's just a, and so they're going to be, maybe and maybe a bunch of them in the top ten. Yes, they are. Okay, a bunch of them. Almost the all top, of these. Yeah, in the top ten performances. Yes, it's so just a, a matter of whether we individually rank them as a team. And you know what they're ranking them also? Because they're coupled with other artists. You know, it's unfair when one group or one person doesn't have a, a group like Aerosmith, Nelly. Everybody's all around you. That makes it like a kumbaya, man. It's like, you can't, how do you lose? When you're holding the fort by one person, that's why I gave Kenny Perry Well, that's why I said, when you have that many people, I remember some of them are a little busy. Yes. Yes, you're right. So, hey, look, not bad. Let me turn around and look at the back. Okay, move on. Wait, let me go stop. Let's see. Let me go on to the next. <laughs> Here we go. Uh, got to rate last night's performance and be careful now. 40,000. I give her a 10. Oh, 
Mario. Well, you know what? There's a lot of elements to it, and for a single person, you know, she, I, that might be possibly the best female performance to me of all time. Hmm. Especially as a solo. It, it's reminiscent almost of a Michael Jackson type or Prince performance thing. It was, to me, it was on a scope, a scale, comparable, only, comparable only to Prince. What was her energy like to you? The Off energy. The ch- char- okay. I had to give it to her. Okay. I had to give it to her, and the songs, yeah. the pacing, plus the choreography was just stellar. Again, only Prince better than, to me. Only Prince. Right. So I gave her that. I was really impressed with her. Okay. Uh, again... I just was really impressed with them. And the, and the staging right. was just phenomenal. You know, and you see, what's so, what's so cool about it, every year, they have the previous years to ride on the back of to come and bring it unique. Now, I'm going to say this. I'm caught between, you're right about everything you said what she did as a one-person performance. I'm caught between, will I remember it for what? But everything she was doing, I said, okay, she took care of business on this. Now, too bad we remember some of the bad ones for that, right? <laughs> right. Don't right. you don't you remember the Who? Yes. See, yes. that's what's so bad. We yes. remember some of the ones we hated, the Who, and a bunch of these other ones that were just bland. Right. Uh, there were some country ones that were a little. Oh, I can't remember either. Well, let's put it like this. I'm sorry. I still give Gaga the best one. Since Prince, okay, and maybe and the only one that's only person I think is clearly better performance than her is I don't know Prince was comparable it's between her and Prince. Prince yeah. had so many hit records that he went through. Well, see, that's the difference. That's the thing. That's see, the so I give Prince the edge over her. That's the difference. But up next to Prince, that's her. See, you know what makes this real hard? The stage performance, Viagra, coupled <laughs> couple with coupled with. The top songs. So wonder if you have moderate songs or one or two songs, but your stage performances is it's one of those things with what you're voting on and I always think the songs are memorable. Once Prince hit all those songs, I, well you it know was what? Done, I man. didn't know but I liked the tracks that Gaga did, especially the first couple of them were really right. hot tracks to me. Yeah. This is what we're gonna do, you guys. We're gonna since we rolled all down, Miko, I didn't get your last score. I'm thinking that you're gonna probably give Gaga a ten. If not, I'll just hold it. We're going to go down the list, and I'm going to let you know who got what we call cut across most memorable. It's only a couple. we take it to the top. Oh, Christina Aguilera. Mario said no. Britney Spears, 2001. Mario said no. <laughs> we went to the third. Shania Twain. Mario said hell no. Alright, what you Janet Jackson? Ten, no question, done. Move on. Oh, Madonna, the comeback. Ten for what? Okay. From Victor was ten, Mario said five. Not bad. Destiny's Child, five. From Mario. Katy Perry. I went ten. Mario went five. Beyonce. That was the closest one. Yeah, ten. But Katie, I, you know, <laughs> yeah, see? Katy Perry. I might go to give Katy Perry the ten. All right, I'll give you the, all right. Because only because she's above the five. Like yes. She's, yes. she's kind of yes. on a par with yes. with Beyonce to me. 
Okay, I'll give them both to 10, but they're like seven. <laughs> I know what you're saying. I know you're inserting a. I yeah, know what you're doing. Than five. I know what you're doing, man. Yeah, give, yeah. It's, it's a hard thing. I'm having you lean towards the number you you think. I got you. And then, of course, the last Lady Gaga, which Mario gave a 10 and said, it's clearly you already picked her your number one. Well, it was one of the best performances. It was one of the best Super Bowls. Right. I, it was a lot to do in that amount of time. It was very lavish. Jeez, a lot of... Like, that was, And not just her, but the choreographer... Between the special effects, right, and that's not just hers; her people too, right. But uh, but just number one, the choreography, the lighting, the staging, okay, the props, right. Oh come on, okay, that's ridiculous. Okay, how about uh, Jose? We're not doing men; we're only doing the ladies. Okay, now let me do this. Simple. Here are the three ladies that got tens across the board: Katy Perry, because Mario changed his voice, uh, his vote, his vote. Beyonce and Lady Gaga. Thematically, if you had to say remember, are you going number one, Gaga? For you? Yeah. Number two. Who's your number two? My number two is uh Janet or Beyonce? Janet. Janet. Beyonce has three. Beyonce's three with Katy Perry four. Got it. That hey look, they're all winners. Everybody we're done, that's hot picks us. Look, I'll do the greatest performances of all time with the men included, but this is just for the ladies. We out. I pick. I pick. Well, thank everybody for tuning in to uh, the show. We're going to be here every, well... <laughs> Every Monday for a few. We're actually Throughout working out the February. schedule. Right. So the schedule may be in flux to some degree, but because of travel and good things and, and adding new episodes to new things all the time. Again, thank all the friends, all the Facebook folks for reaching out to us and all our other fans. Remember, ain't nobody got our DNA. So long, me go. And everybody, Jose. And you guys, we out. First off, I'm not your regular dude. I must move like a young MC. Yeah, so that that will be me. I've been thinking about putting down the mic one day, then I get some old love. Hey, what can I say? I'm a Leo to the finish, man. I love God, so my faith won't diminish me. Once I step up to the mic, I speak truth. Hip hop wasn't designed to explore the black youth, but somewhere along the lines, we dropped the ball, yeah. I mean, that man in the mirror, yeah, that ball dude. But now I'm back to write the wrong to my past world. So let me walk this off my list like my name is Earl. Articulate my thoughts clearly like Professor Laz. Do you remember Rap City with Asia and Less? I'm looking at the front door, bless the main source. You fool, yeah, wait till I hit you with the main course. I was spitting when you was a kid, you doing what I did, you know. I still got it, why you brag about it? I be on solo, making my money's grow residual I'm individual, nobody's got my DNA I was spitting when you was a kid You doing what I did, you know I still got it Why you brag about it? I be on solo, making my money's grow residual I'm individual, nobody's got my DNA
like my raps, but really I write songs. I like to do it like this once in a while to show some versatility and make you all smile. It's been a long time coming, I know I feel it too. The more I take a break, it's like the more I break through. With my time and space, boy, funk, I'm on point. You bless this microphone every time I anoint the pen, the pad. I face the bad head on the skate inside the music. See my diaries, the song and song till I write my next verse. Then I go again into the studio. I feel like I gotta flow again. This ain't just music to me. It's like my recipe. To be honest, it's more creative tranquility. This ain't just music to me. It's like my recipe. To be honest, it's more creative tranquility. I was spitting when you was a kid. You doing what I did? You know I still got it. Why you brag about it? I be on the solo, making my money's grow residual. I'm individual. Nobody's got my DNA. I was spitting when you was a kid. You doing what I did? You know I still got it. Why you brag about it? I be on the solo, making my money's grow residual. I'm individual. Nobody's got my DNA. They say they get me, I don't think they ever got me. My name's Kowalski, but they call me Kawasaki. I'm a lot of fun, but in real life, I'm more like Chachi or Cola. I told you, I'm funky like granola. Bars, can't you see that I'm a star? Who pumps his own gas in the cold really fast? I pass on your gold digging stash. I'd rather make my own money, not advance me own money. I was spitting when you was a kid. You do know what I did. You know I still got it. Why you brag about it? I be on the solo, making my money grow residual. I'm individual. Nobody's got my DNA. I was spitting when you was a kid. You do know what I did. You know I still got it. Why you brag about it? I be on the solo, making my money grow residual. I'm individual. Nobody's got my DNA.